Good evening, everybody. This is Andre speaking. Um, today I want to share a word with you that um, God impressed on my heart. And it's from uh, a scripture in Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. And the title of this message will be Immersed into God's Reality. Immersed into God's Reality. So Matthew 28, verse 18 says in a, a complete Jewish Bible, it says, Jeshua came and talked with him. And he said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make people from all nations into Talmudim, immersing them into the reality of the Father, the Son, and the Ruach HaKodesh, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I will be with you always, yes, even until the end of the age. Now, we need to understand when we read the scripture in our normal translations, uh, the King James or New King James of American Standard Version or some of the common Bibles that we are using, uh, we will find that he says that go and make disciples, baptizing them into the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit. So that's what it means. But when we look at the word baptize, we will find different Greek words to describe different things that happened, different uh, types of baptisms that, that, that has happened. And um, the best way to actually explain this and to really understand what the word was that, that was used there is um, the word immersing. Um, and that is a, a word that we can be best um, explained if we look at a, a guy by the name of Nicander, who in 200 BC wrote down a recipe for pickles, and he used the two different words for uh, baptism in the same recipe, and that explains exactly how this was done, and that gives a lot of uh, deeper understanding of the meaning of the two words. Now, the two words that was used is the word bapto and the word baptizo. Now, the first word, uh, bapto, means to dip into. He put cucumbers into boiling water, so he dipped it into boiling water. That is bapto, to dip into. Okay, and then the other word, that the one that's basically used in Matthew 28 verse 18 is baptizo, and um, that means to immerse until saturated and changed forever. Uh, he immersed the uh, cucumber into vinegar and left in left in the in the vinegar until it uh, took on the character and the flavor of that which it was immersed to. Now, if we are immersed into the the character and the presence of God or the reality of God, it means we should stay in God's presence until we are influenced by that presence, and that's what. Baptizo actually means, it doesn't mean to keep somebody underneath the water when we are talking about water baptism because a person will, will drown. But the meaning of um, the water baptism wasn't the, the physical, natural um, immersing into water, although that has happened, but it points to something different. It's immersed, to be immersed into the reality of the Father and the reality of the Son and the reality of the Holy Spirit. So um, what does it mean to be immersed into God's reality? It means to stay in God's presence until you are saturated with God's way of thinking. 
um, with his perception or with God's view, it's living with a consciousness of God, not only filled with, but also drenched or saturated or possessed by him and uh, totally lost in his love, lost in his character to be captivated by what he has to say. In other words, with your focus 100% on him. And it's all about uh, let your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. It's all about yourself because we know that the baptism also speaks of your your death and your burial and um, of a resurrection. Because if you read Colossians chapter 2, verse 11 and 12, you will find that we were baptized with baptism into death and we were raised with Christ, according to Ephesians 2, verse 4 to 6. So uh, it's a very powerful thing. So it's all about not allowing your own will, your own perception to rule your life, but allowing to be so immersed into God's presence and so immersed into God's reality that the reality of God's thoughts becomes your reality. And God actually lives his life through you because you died and you no longer live. Christ now lives in and through you. It's all about him. So many times we ask God for things, but we need to ask God according to his will. And when we pray according to his will, we have a guarantee that those things that we pray according to his will will be given to us. But I want to share something that he shared with me just to help you to focus, put your focus in the right place. Because how will you know the will of God if you uh, do not, if you are not immersed into God's reality? You need to be taken into that presence so that the, the thoughts of God and the mind of God and the heart of God and what God really wants for your life becomes your reality. It must become your desire. It must become your first choice. And if you come to that place, then the will of God will continually manifest through your life because you will, you will start praying the will of God and not uh, your own desires. And when, when God's will becomes your desire, it is one of the greatest things that can happen to you. Because if you, if you want God's will and his will becomes your will, the desires of God will manifest through your life and he knows the best for you. It's so important to be filled with the right stuff. We need to be filled with the word of God. We need to be filled with the, with the will of God. And um, uh, I have um, made a short little acronym. I've, I've ministered on this before, but uh, I, I think I'm taking it a little bit further today because the Holy Spirit is pressing it upon my heart. And the acronym I'm making is the word TIES, T-I-E-S. So the first letter is T, is the word thoughts. Now thoughts should be creative. You know, our minds are so easily distracted by a consciousness of the things of this world. Our surroundings so easily draws our attention uh, to the voiced thoughts of others. And uh, to think something is not supposed to only be a response to what other people are saying. We're supposed to have creative thoughts because the creator must influence my thinking. It must influence my mind because man should not live by bread alone through his own efforts, but man shall live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And so my thoughts need to be influenced by the words of God. And that way his will will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. And a creative thought originates from the creator. Um, from your oneness with him. Creative people are not copying somebody else. It is an original thought and it, it comes from God. 
And many times cre- creative people are not even Christians. They're not even people that knows God, but um, they allow that power that is within them because Christ is in everybody. Christ within us is the hope of glory. When they allow Christ to influence their thinking, when they open to that, um, then there's uh, an impact that comes from the Christ within. So creator thought originates, in, originates from the creator, from that oneness that you have with him. Now, um, Paul said it beautifully in Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. And I'm going to read in the mirror translation. Uh, he says in Colossians 3, 1, See yourselves co-raised with Christ. Now ponder with persuasion the consequence of your co-inclusion in him. Relocate yourselves mentally. Engage your thoughts with throne room realities where you are co-seated with Christ in the executive authority of God's right hand. Becoming affectionately acquainted with throne room thoughts will keep you from being distracted again by the earthly soul-ruled realm. Set your minds on the things that are above and not upon the things below. So set your minds on the things above, not on the things on the earth. If you want to create different circumstances uh, or different, a different reality here on earth, the only way to do it is to change the way you think. Why do I say that? Because in Proverbs 23, 7, he says, For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So many people are complaining about their circumstances and their circumstances never change. The reason why it doesn't change is because they don't change their minds. You need to change your mind. You need to think differently about yourself before you can have a different outcome. If you think the same thing over and over and again, you keep on creating the exact same thing and you are in a cycle that will never end. It will just continue and continue until you renew your mind, until you change your mind. So that's why Paul says in Romans 12 too, through Paul, he says, um, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. The way to transform your life, the way to transform your circumstances, the way to change everything around you is to change your mind. If you don't change your mind, nothing can change. If you don't change what you are thinking, you can't change yourself. You will just be the same. So you, you need to realize that you can choose what you want to think. You know, don't be a victim of other people's thinking. Don't be a victim of whatever your environment throws at you. Don't live just with thoughts continually responding to other people's thoughts. Don't allow circumstances or whatever is happening in this world to determine what you are thinking about. Don't let other people's thoughts be the conductor of your thoughts. Allow the Holy Spirit to fill your mind with words from God and then you will have creative thoughts and you will have original thoughts and things that can impact your life. Otherwise, you just keep on living in a cycle that you have. Because, you know, we we are so used, especially uh, as South Africans, we are so used to complain about what's wrong, especially in our country. You know, when we talk about something that's not right, uh, everybody would agree with that. And the word says where one or two agree, it will be like that in their midst. And we just keep on agreeing about everything that is wrong or everything that is not right, instead of agreeing with what God is saying. And God has a wonderful plan for our lives, but we need to come into agreement with what God is saying. And, you know, we need to choose to believe God's opinion of 
of us. You need to choose to believe God's opinion of you. Hebrews 10, 14 says, By one offering he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. God says, I have perfected you. I've done everything that you need to be perfect. Yet people think they are not good enough. People think they aren't able to do certain things. They don't think that they are perfect. And it's so important if you want to change your life and change the outcome of certain things, you need to change your thinking. But the way to change your thinking is to, to allow Holy Spirit to immerse you into the reality of the Father, to realize that God has a specific plan for you and you already determined what you must become. But you need to think and agree with God in the same, th same way in order to manifest those things in your life. You know, it's better to rather immerse yourself into God's reality or God's way of thinking than continuing in your own way of thinking. And I want to encourage you, you know, everybody make mistakes. Everybody mess up at some point in time. And if you messed up or sinned or done something terrible or done something wrong, just repent. The word repent is the Greek word metano, and it means change your thinking. It doesn't mean confess your sins. It means change your thinking. Start thinking differently because, you know, it, it, it won't help if you confess your sins, but you never change. So um, what you need to do is you need to repent, change your mind, because by changing your mind, you can start living differently. If you change your thinking, you can turn into a new man. You can turn into some, somebody else. You can be transformed by the renewing of your mind, Romans 12, 2. So repent does not mean confess your sins. Uh, confess comes from the Greek word homologeo, and, and it's a combination of two words, homo, which means the same, and logeo, that means to speak, to speak or to say the same thing. So who must we, who must we agree with? We must agree with God. If God says you are perfected forever by one offering, then you need to agree with God and say, thank you, Father, I am perfected by the work that you have done. And don't disagree with God, just agree with him. And if you start thinking that, and you start thinking differently, you will become perfect because you will see the manifestation of that which you now believe. But if you don't believe it, it will not become real to you. So you can't manifest the perfect will of God uh, here on earth as it is in heaven uh, because you are thinking differently than God. Now, let, let's just first find out what it is that God is thinking about you. So um, uh, to say the same thing as God is to confess, but... Uh, you know, the word confess, homologeo, we find 23 times in the New Testament. 23 times. And only once it refers to sin. And it's in First John uh, 1 verse 9, if we confess our sins. It's the only place where he's talking about confession of sins in, in, in the New Testament and in James. There's also a reference that's slightly different. But the other 21 times where homologeo is used is to confess Christ or to confess him. That's what the word says, to confess him. Instead of confessing your sins, your mistaken identity, confess Christ as your identity because you have been crucified with Christ. You no longer live. Christ now lives within you. And Colossians uh, chapter 3 verse 4 say, and when Christ who is your life, Christ is your life now. It's him living through you. So if you confess something, confess the Christ life inside of you, because therein lies the power. There's zero power in confessing your sins. Because if you confess your sins, 
you will continue to come back to confess your sins. But if you confess Christ, you will be free because you will be the new man, which is Christ. Okay, so we need to be immersed into God's reality um, by thinking God's thoughts, to agree with God and to say the same thing as God is saying. Listen to what God is saying about us. Listen to God's thoughts about you. He says in Jeremiah 29 verse 11, he says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you, and you will seek me and find me. When you search for me with all your heart, I will be found by you. But God says, the thoughts that I think about you are thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and hope. That's God's heart for you. That's God's thoughts for you. And that's what God has continually in his mind about you and for you. And you need to come in agreement with God. You need to confess what God is saying about your life. Then your life will change and you will see that manifest in your life. Be immersed into God's reality. Be immersed into God's thoughts, in God's way of thinking. Now, um, the first one that I mentioned, the first one of the acronym was the T. The second letter is the I. Now, the I stands for imagine. Um, just imagine something. You know, God is able to do far above what we can think or pray. In uh, Ephesians 3 verse 20, he says, He will do exceedingly abundantly far above what we can think or pray. But you need to imagine what God wants to do. Because before you can say a word, before you can create anything, it must first start off as a thought. And then you need to imagine that thought as your reality. Make, make a mind movie of God's reality for your life. Uh, make a mind movie of his will for your life. Envision it as part of your life. Envision yourself actively living the perfect will of God and manifesting the perfect will of God and manifesting the supernatural things that he promised to us. Jesus said in John 14, 12, the works that I have done, you will do and greater than these you will do. But have you ever imagined yourself doing those things? Have you thought about what he said, knowing the will of God, that it is will for you to do those things and to imagine those things? Just uh, listen to God's word, what he wants you to do and start imagining those things. And when you imagine those things, the moment you realize when you imagine it enough, when you have watched your mind movie enough and becomes a reality to you and you believe it, the moment you believe it, your, your body will respond with joy. There's something inside of you that will burst open. There will be an exuberance because you realize what God said is the truth. And the moment you have that joy, that, uh, that emotion, then you will see the manifestation. So that is the next point. After imagining everything and seeing it uh, playing out, then you will come to that point where you will experience an emotion. Um, listen to this. He says in Colossians 3, if we could just read that uh, once again um, in, a, in a mirror translation. He says, see yourselves co-raised with Christ. See yourself. So see it. How do you see it? You imagine it. See yourself co-raised with Christ. Because you're not from this earth. You came from heaven. You, you were born from above. Um, now ponder with persuasion the consequence of your co-inclusion with him. What do you ponder? What, what are you doing when you are pondering something? You are thinking about it and 
you are meditating about it and you imagining about it. Now ponder with persuasion the consequence of your co-inclusion in relocate yourselves mentally. Engage your thoughts with throne room realities where you are co-seated with Christ in the executive authority of God's right hand. Becoming officially acquainted with throne room thoughts. What I said, be immersed into God's thinking. Be immersed into God's way of seeing stuff. Be immersed into God's opinion of you. Be immersed in God's perfect will for your life. Uh, becoming affectionately acquainted with throne room thoughts will keep you from being distracted again by the earthly soul-ruled realm. Set your minds upon the things that are above and not on the things on the earth. That is the Revised Standard Version. Whatever you face in your daily lives, acquaint yourselves with that greater reality. The things that are above do not engage the energy of the things that are below. I love this commentary that François de Tway wrote in this mirror translation. He says, also note Romans 1.18, where the word kateko is used to echo downwards, is the opposite to anoke, to echo upward. Romans 2 verse 4 and Romans 3 verse 26 also confirms the same words. And also in 2 Corinthians 4.18, he says, we are not keeping any score of what seems so obvious to the senses on the surface. It is fleeting and irrelevant. It is the unseen eternal realm within us which has our full attention and captivates our gaze. A renewed mind conquers the space previously occupied by worthless pursuits and habits. And he says in chapter 3 verse 3 um, of Colossians, he says, Your union with his death broke the association with that world. See yourselves located in a fortress where your life is hidden with Christ in God. Occupy your mind with this new order of life. You died when Jesus died. Whatever defined you before defines you no more. Christ in whom the fullness of deity dwells defines you now. The word hidden can also be translated secret. The secret of your life is your union with Christ in God. You can see in Colossians chapter 2 verse 9 and 10 where he's talking about the fullness of God. Um, that is now within you risen then with Christ you must lift your thoughts above where Christ is now sitting at the right hand of God you must be heavenly minded not earthly minded you have undergone death your life is hidden away now with Christ in God Christ is your life when he's made manifest you are made manifest in his glory and that's what God called you for verse 4 says the unveiling of Christ as defining our lives immediately implies that what is evident in him is equally mirrored in you. The exact life on exhibit in Christ is now repeated in us. We are included in the same bliss and joint oneness with him. Just as his life reveals you, your life reveals him. Now, I want to talk to you about this mind movie that I'm talking about. The mind movie is something that you can create. You are using your imagination where you can see the will of God manifested and fulfilled in your life. We know the will of God is uh, for people to be healed. We know that. The word is full of it. And we know for a fact that Jesus died so that people could be healed. We know it. So that's the will of God. Have you ever looked at yourself? Have you imagined the perfection that God brought through the work on the cross also in your body? That perfection is also yours. That healing is also yours. So you need to have a mind movie where you can see yourself. 
um, in that perfection. And um, when you play the mind movie in your mind and you just continue to look at it and you just um, refuse to think of earthly stuff and uh, refuse to think of all the information your senses are giving you and you just focus your mind on that movie that is showing in your head where you choose to um, make a movie of the perfect will of God for your life and you start seeing those things, you will see how it will change your future and you will become a new man. Because as man thinks in his heart, so is he. So your thoughts need to be different in order to change the outcome. So create a mind movie and uh, watch the mind movie until you get to the next point. The next point is E for emotions. So we had ties, which is thoughts. I. Imaginations, imagining. And uh, number three is uh, E for emotions. Emotions. So what is emotions about? It is about allowing yourself to be so immersed through the imagination into that perfect will of God that you believe it to such an extent that you experience an emotion about it, where the joy of the finished work becomes your reality. And uh, in Mark eleven twenty four, Jesus said, Therefore I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, believe that you have received them, and they will be granted to you. In other words, how do I believe that I have received it? Um, when I have a mind movie and I look at it and look at it and I refuse to look at something else and I receive the emotion of that finished work, the moment I receive the emotion, then the power is there to manifest it. And he says there in um, Mark eleven twenty four, he says, believe that you have received them and they will be granted to you. Um, in 1 John 5, 14, he says, Now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. In other words, if we know that he hears us, we know that the things that we asked was granted. In verse 15, if you read 1 John 5, 15 in the, in the CEV translation, it says, and if we know that God listens when we pray, we are sure that our prayers have already been answered. So when you truly know that your prayer is answered, won't you experience an emotion of joy and happiness and realize that it's done, it is finished. God already provided, done, it's a done deal. You don't need to f further worry about it. But the, that brings us to the next point, point number four, the last letter in our acronym. It is S, and it means speak. Only after you experience that emotion, you can now speak the word. And that's where the power of God is, in that word. You know, God didn't create anything without his word. In John 1 verse 1, he says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. All things were made through him, and without him, that's without the word, nothing was made that was made. So, God gave his word, and through his word, everything was created. In the same way, the word of God, the will of God, when you do the perfect will of God, when you listen to his word, and you speak the perfect will of God, it will create. But all the other things that we spoke about needs to be there. First, it starts with a thought. That's the way God created. It starts with a thought. And then after the thought, there is an imagination where you see it in your mind's eye. You can see this thing is happening. And then uh, when you see the complete work, 
then there's an emotion. And when there's an emotion and you are excited, you know it is done. And when you then speak it, suddenly the manifestation will be there. And you will see the power of God. God created you for his word. But you can't give a word if you don't hear his voice, if you don't know his thoughts. And that's why it's so important. Man shall live from every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And in John 10 verse 10, he says, I have come that you may have life and life more abundantly. In John 6 verse 63, he says, it is the spirit who gives life. The, the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. So listen, when you hear God's word and you speak God's word, there's life, there's a difference, there's there's spirit, there is anointing, there is something that is happening because it's God's word, it's not just your own word, it's not wishful thinking, it's not just positive proclamations and positive things that you are saying, it is saying God's word and that word can never return void. Isaiah 55 11 says, the words that I speak can never return void, it will accomplish what it is sent for. But we need to um, immerse ourselves into God's reality and realize that his word is in our hearts and in our mouths. And we need to fill our minds with that word. And when we get excited about it and we have emotions connected to that and we speak that word, we will see the manifestation of what God's plan is for our lives. May your kingdom come and your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Not as I want it, as God planned it for me. God planned for me. Ephesians 2 verse 10 says that he, uh, he prepared works for us before the foundation of the world so that we could walk in them. He planned for you to walk in the perfect world, the perfect word of God, so that you could manifest the glory of God here on earth. The whole earth must be filled with his glory. And in his glory, all needs are met. And God wants to use you and uh, use his word. But we need to be immersed into God's reality, not in the reality of the senses or what we experience on, on the outer level. We need to realize that it all comes from within. Christ within us is the hope of glory. Um, we need to live from every word that proceeds from his mouth. Come on, guys, let's make a mind movie of God's reality, uh, of his will for our lives. And we will change this world because we will see how the will and the power of God manifests through us if we listen to his voice, if we hear him, if we think his thoughts, if we get his joy, his emotions, when we see the finished product and um, we are immersed into that reality of God, we will manifest that life. So this is my heart and this is my message. I just want to bless you and uh, let's change our lives. Let's focus on the right stuff. Make a mind movie of the perfect plan of God to your life, and you will see it manifest soon. Do this every day. Uh, every day, watch your mind movie, and you will see the power of God manifest. God bless you all, and uh, we'll speak soon.